Hello and welcome to Argue the Toss at GameIndustry.com. I'm Shella. And I'm Drew. And together we're arguing about the things that really matter in games. Indeed we are. We've kind of stolen a moment <laughs> Yeah. to talk about games. Yeah, it's, it, it's been... Well, it's been a while since we recorded a podcast, uh, at least a month, I think, maybe a yeah. little bit longer, yeah. and it's it's been quite a while since we did one that was like specifically game-focused, so we, we, we've got quite a backlog to get through, I think. Yeah, it's kind of, the topic is kind of the mad march the, yeah. the gaming community's drug industry has just had. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, there was a lot that came out, uh, not all of which we've played, but some no. of which we've played, and... That's still quite a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, we're just going to be talking about the, the stuff we've been enjoying over the last, I guess, month and a half. Yeah, yeah. So it's been busy. The editorial piece at the front of Develop magazine this month was like, I think the games industry needs to take like a month off <laughs> yeah. just to be able to play all the stuff that's come yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, it's been nuts. Because spring is usually quiet. It's when you catch up on the stuff that you mm. didn't play over Christmas and things like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's happened. <laughs> I mean, I love it when you know good new games come out, but there are too many. Yeah, moment. there's just too many. There's not enough I, life I for don't all the want games. This to continue because you know that's all my free time gone, and I still would have played everything. Exactly. Yeah. So between us, hopefully, we've covered some things. Yeah. So uh, we're going to start with Night in the Woods. Yeah, uh, Night in the Woods, which is um, developed by uh, the Infinite Fall, who haven't really done anything before, and published by a publisher called Finji. And it's um, it's sort of a 2D side-scrolling platform adventure game with quite a focus on sort of character and dialogue and... Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. It. yeah that, that, kind that's of... the two things it focuses on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, I played that uh, all the way through, and I really enjoyed it. And it was, I think it's one of my favorite games that has come out so far this year. I got mm-hmm. really into that game. Yeah, it's. I haven't played it all. No. But it's kind of. It's not pacey in that you know. It's. But it does have because all the scenes are quite short, and mm. it kind of draws you in like that because. Mm. Um, yeah, I played about three hours this morning. Um, and yeah, you just kind of, it just kind of pulls you in. It's like a really nice pace to it that just keeps you going. And at the moment, I mean, I don't know what happens in the second half of the game. I don't really want to know because I like the fact that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if this is just a small drama about these friends in this town and you just end up going to the shop every day or if there is an actual adventure. Um, so, yeah, I quite like that. Like at every turn, I'm like, okay, is there an adventure now? It's like, oh, no, yeah. we're just going to the mall and hanging out and talking about our favourite kind of pizza or <laughs> something like that. And I quite like that, that there's this kind of underlying tension because there is like when you go into the video uh, the video shop you know the rental place all the films are like horror titles <laughs> like zombie brains and stuff so there's like little hints that maybe there is something and there's your friend who everyone thinks has gone to college yeah. they're just like oh he just up and left and I'm like yeah. hold on a second you live in this like creepy animal town <laughs> you thinking anything more but everyone's just like yeah, that's fine <laughs> yeah they do kind of gloss over that a little bit <laughs> the, uh, the the characters at least yeah yeah uh, it's, uh, 
So yeah, I, I really loved that video shop. Some of the titles in there are great. My favorite one, I think, was Swamp Husband, <laughs> <laughs> which is a movie I just really want to. I, I really want to watch. There are probably quite a few women or men who can say they live with a swamp husband. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I wrote a column just about the opening line of that game. Oh right, yeah. Yeah, because I, I just thought what it is. It's like, well, that's just great. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, that just sets the tone of this whole game. I just loved that. Yeah. And it's so rare for a game to use dialogue um, mm. as the kind of the hook. Usually it's graphics and, you know, an explosion or someone's brains melting or something. Um, but, oh, I just loved that. Yeah, so I wrote a column trying to think of great opening lines in games and came up with very few. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, I'm trying to think of some now. But, no, um, no, the, uh, I really like the, the dialogue the whole way through that mm, game. It's, it's really well done. And what it sort of reminds me of is uh, there's... Okay, so you've got the, the, the main game bit where you're walking around and talking to people and exploring the town. And then when you go back to your room at night or, or wake up in the morning, you can use your computer in your room and uh, you'll have instant messages from uh, different characters as relevant to the game. Yeah, and usually Greg. <laughs> usually Greg, yeah, he is the most talkative one. Um, but that's all done really well. It's, uh, the, the, the text uh, sort of portion of it is it's really believable it feels like mm. the way you do talk by by i am and i think the spoken dialogue is influenced by that as well mm. it's, it's got a real sort of unique um tone to it mm. uh, a way of conveying emotion that's normally sort of it's what you do when you're trying to convey emotion or inflection through text mm. rather than just have the dialogue there and expect the reader to uh, infer that, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think because of that, it's, it's really interesting to read, and the conversations are they really pull you in and give you a better sense of the character, uh, mm. the, the characters that are speaking, which I think works really well. And I love the characters so much as well. Yeah, the characters are great, yeah. and um, just like really sweet. When it's like the when Angus is talking about going to a party, and he's like. Uh, it's like the parties are okay with Greg, and she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, when you want to stand in a corner." She's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, Greg's my corner." It's just so <laughs> sweet. It's just yeah. lovely little bits of dialogue like that. Yeah. And yeah, I agree all the way through. The they're just totally in character, and I can say right from the opening line, you get what she is, what May is, just from you know those from three words. I mean, that's yeah. incredible. I yeah. yeah, I think a lot of work has gone into those, and it's uh, yeah made me think I really need to work on the uh, text in the game I'm writing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I came away thinking, yeah, I, yeah, okay, <laughs> work to be done. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what you bring from Night in the Woods, uh, Night in the Woods, to that game because they've got quite different subject matter. Uh, no, I'm not saying I'm going to be oh, no, influenced no, yeah. by but just the amount of work that's obviously gone into their uh, yeah, their writing is yeah. really, really great. Um, yeah, loads of great moments and conversations in there. It also looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it's a Unity. It's made in Unity. Um, they've got some really nice kind of lighting type effects going on with the backgrounds, which is quite nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's got this really sort of 
a nice papercraft look to it. Yeah. It's, it's all flat 2D stuff. I mean, the thing I want to compare it to, which isn't really a fair comparison, is South Park. It's still, it's that sort of, you know, flat. Right. Same, yeah. It, it's doing something quite different. Yeah. And, it's kind uh, of like what's that Zelda game with the uh, oh Wind Waker yeah yeah where it sells you yeah it's, it's yeah, definitely his, his eyes they sort yeah. of arm and shape but it's kind of it's pretty much papercraft folk art style yeah. arm and shaped eyes and all that sort of thing yeah. um, it's it's just instantly iconic I mm. mean people are making felt things and yeah. you know it's just um, yeah I follow the team on Twitter and. You know, people are just going crazy for this, this game and the characters and stuff. Yeah, it's great. Really well done. Yeah, and it's got it's got really sort of a fantastic colour scheme as well. It's all yeah, warm, yeah, sort of autumnal. It's kind of I don't yeah. know, sort of North America, sort of yeah, sort of yeah, New England. It's, it's kind that of Twin Peaks sort of yeah, that does. orange that sort of pervades everything. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of um, it is. Totally Animal Crossing meets Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really. There's a lot of Scott Pilgrim in there, I thought, as well. It reminds me of the... Okay. Uh, yeah, j- just the way the characters relate and the way it's about sort of very small interpersonal things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, all the little tiny things about living in a small town are yeah. really great as well, like how stuff is closing down all the time. <laughs> it's like one day you go past the shop, the next day it's like closed down. <laughs> yep. It's a bit like living in Taunton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little that's bit, like, yeah. That's what's actually happened here. <laughs> yeah. That, that didn't ring particularly true. <laughs> yeah. And there's like bits later in the game, uh, going back to the sort of colour scheme of it, where you're exploring darker places or uh, in buildings at night and it becomes all like thick black borders and mm. very muted dark colours and mm. it kind of feels like you're walking through, through like the opening titles of a cartoon detective series or something mm. it, 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 like the, the only one I can think of and I'm sure there are better examples of the Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries where it, it, it was all these like 2D flat sort of mansions which they'd be walking through and singing the theme song and it just reminded me of that and I ended up taking like quite a lot of photos, uh, well, screenshots mm. I should say mm. of those areas just because they looked so nice and they looked you know like little art pieces on their own yeah i agree yeah it's kind of um i suppose like sort of pink panther kind of stuff the um inspector cuiso stuff mm. with the all those pink flat- panther is much a uh, much better example than what i was going for <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the one i've been trying to i've been trying to think around my what mind was it to, yeah, well, yeah. Is, yeah, pink panther, yeah. Exactly yeah yeah, those scenes are really nice. I mean, I've only had, like, two dream sequences, so I don't know mm. what happens later. But you're pretty much plunged into the dark straight away when you have to get through the woods to get to the town and stuff. Oh, and yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, it is the opening. There's yeah. this constant sense of, like, something, something horrible is going to happen. And yeah. when, when something pretty gruesome does happen when they <laughs> find the thing on the street, they're just like, huh? That's weird. <laughs> and it's like, Mom, I found this thing. <laughs> what a weird thing to find. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just it's kind of Fargo esque in that in that it way. It really is, yeah. yeah. And again it it is it's still going back to sort of Twin Peaks again, isn't it? Yeah. That, that idea that the that you you're presented with this upfront town, you all these 
realistic, real characters. Yeah. And you just sense, and it, it's really good, Night in the Woods in particular is really good at doing this, is just giving the sense that there is something big, something dark, something yeah. out in the woods. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It is. It, it's, yeah, it's lovely. I can't wait to go back and play some more. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll finish this one up quickly then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we've we've talked about Night in the Woods quite a long time, so um, we have actually. And um, we've we've got the whole of March to get through. <laughs> yeah. So that's the first game that came out in March. Uh, I don't think it, did it come out in March. Uh, I've got it as twenty first of February. So, so yeah. Right. So and then I think it was and then Horizon Zero Dawn came out mm. on the first of March. Um, yeah. Now, now I haven't played any of Horizon Zero Dawn. I've heard excellent things about it. Yeah, I mean, it is just like pure good fun. Mm. It looks beautiful. I mean, it looks absolutely stunning. Um, the the um, the areas, like the world, is like really varied, kind of landscapes and stuff. It goes through this sort of Great Canyon type area, and then there are snowy bits, and then there's sort of more tropical bits and there's like a main city that you get to that's really beautiful and has um, all sorts of waterways and canals that they've created and things like that in, in this kind of oasis city. Um, mm. Yeah, so it's really beautiful to look at. And the um, just the gameplay is great. The robot dinosaurs are pretty much as good as that sounds like it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they're like they're all really different. Like there are big crocodile ones that can like shoot sort of freezing dust at you. It's kind of like napalm that freezes you. Um, and they're in- enormous and they sort of twist and thrash. And then there are these ones that are kind of more like deer. And there are sort of flying eagle ones that shoot lightning. And yeah, so you meet all these different kinds of ones mm. and. Um, uh, yeah, so that's, it's just really good fun and kind of satisfying. And you have loads of tools at your disposal to be able to take them down. Um, so you can kind of set up traps with sort of electric cable um, right. that you sort of tie across pathways and then they run into it and shocks them. And you can actually tie them down with ropes. And mm. yeah, and then you've got all your bow and arrow and yeah, all sorts of great stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, that was what I really liked from the trailer was the, it, it was the tying the robots down and stuff. I, I think that was a big part of the sort of, the, the gameplay trailer that they released, which everyone went kind of nuts over. Yeah. Was, yeah, it looked really sort of responsive and something where you could approach the combat in quite a lot of different ways. Yeah, 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 it is. It's totally that. And the fact that um, the creatures have, um, you know, they're in a sort of, ecosystem and they kind of work together in different ways um you know they have these sort of predatory ones that kind of guard the more sort of grazing animal uh robots um so they'll sort of be the sort of the grazing robots stay around these predatory ones to kind of protect themselves so they have these kind of behaviors which is kind of cool yeah um and then in terms of characters and um the story, I think Aloy's story is quite intriguing because she's got this, her mother's um, missing, but she seems to have been kind of integral to the state the world is in. And she she finds this little bit of tech 
from the old world because it's in a sort of it's a sort of post-disaster world um so there was a ruined skyscraper i mean it's it's not even it's not like the last of us where this is recent this is like a really long time ago so you i mean there's hardly any um evidence of the, the past world you know the skyscrapers have been have been disintegrated, you know, have collapsed on themselves. That's how long it's been, and mm. nature has really come back. So it's not like you're wandering through lost cities or anything, but there are still like broken wind turbines and things like that, right. um, and sort of stubs of what were skyscrapers. Mm. Um, yeah, so she's got this ancient bit of tech which um, helps her sort of analyze the world. So it's like a tricorder type oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so. And she's not the most engaging character. She's not very memorable in any way, um, but her story's quite intriguing. And um, she's, you know, the sort of plucky heroine, and you know, she has some interesting uh, conversations. About, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but um, there's one community and they're quite patriarchal and yeah. she comes from a matriarchal community and she kind of picks them up on that so she'd be like you know why don't you can you ever can, do the gods ever choose a woman to be your high priest and they're just like you know and so yeah she has some quite interesting um dialogue with people and stuff so yeah the story hmm. is pulling me through um but it's just great good fun good quality game basically yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, every. I mean, I. I want to play even more now. Everything I've heard about that game makes me sort of want to pick it up. It. It. It's the one game that I sort of decided right. I have to not buy. Yeah. I have no time. Exactly. Yeah. There, there, there were a couple of really good sort of. Yeah. Some sort of sacrificial land. Yeah. And yeah, a couple <laughs> of really long games. So there's just not enough time in the year, let alone the month. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, speaking of mm-hmm. this very smooth segue that I'm doing here. Um, <laughs> uh, so instead of playing Horizon Zero Dawn, I went with um, the new Zelda Breath of the Wild, which um, yeah, I don't think anyone would judge you harshly for that. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. It, it's been uh, fantastically well received, and uh, I've really been enjoying it myself. It, um, it's so it's got this brand new structure, which is. Um, <laughs> It, which is kind of uh, really late coming for like Nintendo have this sort of um, tendency to get stuck in their ways, and even up to sort of Twilight Princess, the the, the second most recent um, I suppose main series Zelda game, uh, it, they've they've still been sort of iterating on the Ocarina of Time formula to the to the point where it's. Um, it's just kind of the same game over and over, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I like all the all the Zelda games, and uh, I've played all of them and finished most of them. Um, but this uh, new one sort of throws all that out. There's there's very little from the old Zelda games, and it well, that that that's not really accurate. There, there's very little of the structure of the old Zelda games in here uh, that mm-hmm. you don't have. Um, dungeons gated by items. You don't have a specific order to get through the game. It, what it is is this big like gorgeous really kind of it, it's a noticeably noticeably consistent and contiguous world which um sort of makes the 
it, it kind of makes the journey almost as interesting as the arrival. It's got this massive different sort of physical system. So you've got a climbing system, you've got a um, a weather system, you've got a you, you know you've got the combat system, you've got all the stuff that should be in there anyway. Uh, but it they're, mm -hmm. they're all kind of separate systems that then integrate to continually produce like new experiences and new scenarios that just sort of come up randomly in play so it's a it's a really sort of fun game to journey through because you you genuinely don't know what's going to happen in the you know in the next sort of field or forest that you go through excellent yeah it like it, it's so much fun and uh, it because it has all these systems to work with it gives you sort of loads of options to for approaching everything so, like, you know, you say you come across um, a camp of enemies, uh, Bacoblins, they're called. Um, so you can, maybe there's a ridge nearby which you can climb on top of and pepper them with arrows. Or maybe you can roll a bomb down the hill and wait for it to roll into their camp and just detonate it from afar. Or you could just charge right in. Or you could fly over it with the paraglider that you get and drop in from above. Or you could pick up an object with your sort of telekinetic magnet power and then just drop it on them. It, it's, it's really sort of... Um, it never wants to prescribe you a way to play. It, in it, I mean, when you go into dungeons, there's usually one solution to a puzzle. Or, I mean, even then, not not always. Um, uh, I've ha heard it's pretty hard. Is that? Yeah, no, it is really hard. Uh, I I think w one of the um, ways that it sort of structures the way you progress through the world, rather than gating stuff behind the items, which is what Zelda previously used to do, is occasionally you will just enter an area and be outclassed by the enemies they right so you know as you're getting away from the tutorial area they start getting harder and you do find yourself sort of channeled into the bits that you can do but mm -hmm. it's definitely not a hard gate and what you can do is just from the opening sort of cutscene once you've got the the item that allows you to get off the the tutorial area you can just run straight to the final boss and have a go at it <laughs> yeah, it's how I mean you'll get sort of crushed. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, it, but it's, it's kind of like I'm sure somebody's done it already. It's like what? It's kind of like EverQuest. All oh, right, uh, the original EverQuest, which basically didn't have zones like you know you could just yeah go anywhere and get mullered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean yeah, it, it's so it's the same. It's the same in this. It's you know that once once you've gotten out of the foot, the sort of tutorial area, the entire world is open to you. Yeah, you can get there by yeah. by the tools that you have, and those tools, like at, after quite early on in the game, they don't change. You're still always using the same sort of climbing uh, mechanic. You're still using the same run. You're still using the same paraglider. You you don't unlock new abilities. Everything mm -hmm. is open to you from the beginning, which is a really sort of uh, fun thing. Mm -hmm. And what it what it has scattered all over the map, which is my sort of the, my favorite part of the game, is it's instead of doing big dungeons, it does have a f couple of big dungeons. It has four main ones which you can go to, uh, but instead of ha whereas previous Zelda games would have like ten, mm -hmm. the rest of them are now scattered over the entire world. Then they're tiny little mini puzzle dungeons, and what they remind me most of is sort of portal challenges, um, like that small puzzles which are very sort of physical they're all very mm -hmm. challenging and and the, the the physical element of them is really satisfying as well they're like um you know crystal maze games mm -hmm. uh, yeah 
like right down to you kind of get a crystal at the end but it's all like sort of you want to roll this concrete boulder to this next bit so that you trigger the seesaw that brings this bit up. Yeah, yeah. sort of Heath Robinson style. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's it's all physics-based. None of it is scripted. Uh, so it, it just becomes sort of That's very cool. satisfying. Yeah. Kind of like Mouse Traps, that board game, but maybe our, our American audience might not know Crystal Maze yeah, or well, Heath Robinson. That's, that, that's just a That's what Google's for, people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, exactly, uh, that sort of thing. There are a few Mouse Trap puzzles, and mm-hmm. there's one with... That's cool. The, the, because it's sort of, um, it's all physics-based, you can kind of cheat some of them or not cheat or just find alternate ways to use the physics system to do them and the yeah. game sort of it doesn't discourage that if if you can do it a different way the game is happy okay. to do that so the example that i can That's give is cool. that there's um there's one quite early on where you have a it's it's a ball that drops into a labyrinth and you use the sort of controller you tilt the controller to tilt the maze and you've got to sort of maneuver the ball out of the labyrinth into the sort of troll uh, the tray which will run it down to the place where it's got to be which will trigger the you know the end of the puzzle uh, and it's quite difficult so what you can do is when the ball falls into the um maze you can just kind of flick your uh, controller over and just hit it and it'll sort of knock it like a tennis racket into the into the tray instead which i thought was just <laughs> a really fun little option that you have instead yeah that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so all games need to do stuff like that. Exactly. Games need to be less sort of restrictive about the way they allow you to approach challenges. Yeah. Which is what, which is what this game is really, really good at doing. Excellent. Yeah, nice. So have you finished that yet, or is it no, a I bit haven't. of a light I'm on the, I'm, ki- I'm kind of on the third of the four dungeons, but that's... Uh, that's kind of not a really great way yeah, it's to, hard so, to measure isn't it yeah, with you can do world. them in any order and you can do there's yeah. all sorts of other stuff you can do I would say I'm probably about like 50% of the way through my experience with this wow. game wow yeah there's a lot of it <laughs> yeah um, yeah I think um, Zelda took quite a few people um, yeah, it's yeah. been a hard month because, I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn isn't exactly small, mm. then Zelda, and yeah, massive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I was re- I'm just really quite surprised at how good it was. I mean, I saw the trailer and everything, and it all looked fine, and they said, oh, it's an open world one now, and I said, okay, that's fine. And yeah. then I actually sat down and played, and I thought, oh, wow, this is actually something really special. Yeah. I, I could kind of, I don't know, I. I thought it would be just yeah I don't know because yeah Zelda always is something special but yeah I mean I know they haven't you know they've had their not missteps exactly but like you say more of the same type thing but this seemed like such a departure and the open world thing is so brave for them to do that I just suspected they wouldn't have done it unless they'd got it really really right yeah, absolutely. And I think I, I was talking about how uh, Twilight Princess was the previous game. That's not actually true. There's uh, the 3DS one, Link Between Worlds, which mm-hmm. did sort of experiment with that openness as well. That's got a okay. thing where you can tackle the dungeon with it, uh, in any order. And I think that was received really well. So I think right. this is... Right. Sort of prototype. Is the, exactly. This is the sort of evolution of that. They sort of mm-hmm. think, okay, okay, people really like this. Yeah. And they've kind of gone... Uh, 
uh, all in on it in Breath of the Wild in what was you know a really risky way because mm -hmm. making a game too open can make it feel aimless and difficult to approach. Yep. But they've kind of found found the the perfect balance for that. Excellent. Good. Another good one. Yep. Um. Meanwhile, <laughs> in between Horizon Zero Dawn, I did. Um, I played a bit of Near Autom Automata. Um, I played the demo of that because I didn't have time to play the full thing. Um, but the demo, oh my god, I just smiled from beginning to end. It mm -hmm. is awesome. Um, I mean, I, I, did, I hadn't heard of Near. I missed it, and it's a bit of a cult favorite. Um, I saw the trailer of like a bazillion E3s ago or like the sort of teaser um, and thought, oh, that looks that looks like my kind of thing, looks interesting. I had no idea what the gameplay was. Um, she's really cool looking kind of anime chick with this kind of blindfold on, white hair and this cool sort of lacy dress thing and boots and whatnot. Um, it's just a really great set of boss battles the music is totally epic awesome just it's just exciting and thrilling and they've got this really cool relationship because there's like a boy uh, well yeah because they anime they kind of look childlike so yeah. um there's a boy with white hair and they're both kind of assigned and it's something to do with because i only play the demo so i don't really know the ins and outs of what the story is but there's some, something to do with this sort of eco-warrior type thing and it's sort of claiming the world back for nature type thing sort of this sort of industrial all your enemies are very industrial and you're in this factory type setting sort of running through it and there are sort of robots kind of sentinel robots out to get you and stuff mm -hmm. but the fighting's just really fluid and it's just one of those that you can't put down because it just ticks along really nicely. And it just made me think of sort of um, PS, sort of PS2 era kind of games just brought me back to it. I don't know if you remember Piano 3 kind of reminded me of that. No, it's um, that I did play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think out what else it's. Yeah. It's just like a sort of action shooter type thing, but it's that just so fun. That does sound really good. Uh, and again, it's one of those games which, I, I mean, you linked me to the demo for this, and I thought, mm -hmm. oh, that does sound like exactly my thing. Yeah. Uh, I will have to fit this in sometime in June. Yeah. It's platinum as well, so. Oh, right, okay, well. Anyway. Exactly, so. Yeah. <laughs> People know where we are now. Yeah, I forgot that little, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was a really great, fun couple of hours or something. Hour. Yeah, uh, maybe that might be my my afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, cool. Um, what, what else is that? Else oh, did the, you play? Sorry. What else did you play? So yeah, I be I was also playing something that uh, I know you've played a little bit of as well, uh, which is Stories Untold, which is um, uh, sort of indie text adventure slash puzzle ish game by a developer <laughs> who I'm not familiar with called No Code and published by Devolver. And, um, yeah, I played a bit of this. Yeah, it's sort of yeah, short yeah. stories type it of well, as, as the title suggests. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I mean how it's structured is it's this sort of this really sort of fun, atmospheric and quite scary little 
anthology of stories told through a text adventure puzzle format, which, but it kind of breaks and plays with the genre quite a lot to do some, what I think, what I thought was some really effective and, and fun things. Yeah. And it, so it's, it's four different stories. And the first one is, um, it is like a standard text adventure sort of thing where you, uh, where you're exploring a kind of spooky house. And then as you continue with that stuff, it, it Rather than it being presented as as a text adventure, it is presented as you uh, sitting at a computer, which is rendered on screen. There's a little sort of Commodore 64 thing looking there, and uh, there's a television there on this uh, on the screen as well. And it only takes up like a quarter of the screen. It's a it's a strange way that it's laid out, but as you're going through the text adventure on that screen, you know, obviously the thing you're expecting and the thing that does happen is that stuff starts happening off the screen as well. Mm, so yeah. that, that that's kind of the gimmick of the first one and then the second one I'm, I'm not going to go through them and say what they're all about but they're, they're all really different and they all aim for a different effect and uh, I, there really isn't one of them out of the four of them that doesn't work mm. uh, the third one in particular which I know you haven't played so I'm not going to uh, mm-hmm. mention anything about it I found particularly scary like okay. in, in, a, in a season where you know Resident Evil 7 came out and I went through that this was a even being a short sort of 20, 30 minute experience, I found it quite a lot scarier than, you know, the, okay. any survival horror game that I've played in the last six months or so. Okay, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, and it kind of, it kind of goes out of its way. It consistently surprises you mm-hmm. with with the the new stuff that it does with the, with the genre that it's, that it's referencing. And then the final episode ties it all together in a really kind of satisfying way. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely get on and play the second half of that because yeah. you know, it's, it's not long to get through. It is quite a short game, that's what I will say. Uh, I think you can. Yeah, they're get about the... twenty minutes. I yeah, think when you said minutes. about it, I was playing one a day, obviously for two days running, and then mm. something happened, life or something, um, in bed before I went to work because mm. uh, I work from home. That's like dropped out of bed, went to the next room. <laughs> <laughs> still so yeah i'd sit up and it's like 20 minutes or something each one isn't it so yeah that, yeah absolutely they're, they're, they're little episodes mm-hmm. yeah I, I think i blew through it all in two afternoons and yeah I, just, I, I was really impressed with it do you remember i came into um a, a sort of a slack channel and just raved about it for quite yeah a while. yeah um, um yeah it kind of reminds me of her story um hmm perhaps crossed with um, Tales of the Unexpected type thing. Yeah, I um, think that's a, that's a pretty good comparison, actually. Um, it's it's also sort of... Uh, it, it's a, a format which I'm surprised we haven't seen before for sort of text mm. adventure stories. Um, cause you, mm. I mean, not that text adventures come out all that often anymore, but they do tend to be big monolithic stories. I think, I think there is room for more of this. I think short text adventures in an yeah. anthology would be something that I'd yeah. really be interested yeah. in sort of sinking my teeth into. Because I, I love yeah. sort of anthologies of horror stories anyway. I have about six different ones by Stephen King and a few by other authors. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so, so this is yeah, yeah, one of the exactly things, my thing. It's one of the things that I interviewed um, Ian Dallas from Giant Sparrow mm-hmm. and seen behind Unfinished Swan and... Um, what remains of Edith Finch is just coming out on Monday, I think, on the twenty fifth, mm-hmm. whenever that is. Um, and he was, yeah, because this is basically an anthology. What remains of an 
Edith Finch is an anthology of short stories and he said he was looking for examples as inspiration in film and he said, you know, it's really hard to find good ones. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, so maybe you'll like that because each one is very different. Um, I will definitely look yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, it was, it's a weird, interesting game, but anyway, off topic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree. It'd be nice to have some, big, you know, lots of little stories that kind of all tie together in some ways, quite an interesting structure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And uh, yeah, and this game, I think, pulls it off really well. And it's, mm. um, I, th- there were a couple of problems with it. Um, I think spe- specifically you played yeah. the first one as well. We 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 talked about this, but the the sort yeah. the way it's designed, uh, the the first one is designed as sort of a straight up text adventure like you would have had on a you know uh, the the computers that ran them in the day. In yeah, the sort of walk to back and yeah. go upstairs and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the the way it's designed is sort of clearly that there's a few specific commands for uh, each room yeah. that you're in, rather than it being an actual sort of text passing system. And yeah. it's a little bit too picky about the freezing. Oh god, it's so yeah. frustrating. So like you said, it, it understands go upstairs and go two stairs, but it doesn't. But not know walk climb. upstairs yeah, or something. Know climb stairs. Yeah, yeah. There's no examine or inventory. Yeah, because is... I was like, look at such and such, because that's like a classic. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it just wasn't. I was just like, "Holy crap! What? What do I need to say?" Yeah, yeah that is my one bugbear with uh, text adventures. And and it yeah, it's all really tripped me up because like I've played quite a few text adventures over the to genre that I'm interested in and you know I've been trained it, it's not that all text adventures do this but in in most of them you know when I go into a new room I type in examine all or x all just to see what's in the room mm. and that's that's pretty standard for any like there are games that don't do it but they don't do it on purpose and yeah know, it, it's designed around that this doesn't feel like that this feels like well you should have put this in yeah you just you you kind of haven't <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. I was trying to examine things. I was like, God yeah. sake! Yeah, you were trying to start the generator, which didn't work, and yeah. Oh uh, yeah, what did you have to do? Press oh, button? Or oh yeah, something annoying. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, but, I mean that's that's kind of the only. Yeah, and it doesn't really apply to the next game. No, no, um, and, uh, because it all changes. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the next game is really interesting and has that kind of Twilight Zone feel about absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, cool. that's, a, yeah. That's clearly another sort of major influence is the, is the Twilight Zone and the Outer Limits, which mm-hmm. I mean it 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 references and homages those both really well and, and mm-hmm. sort of just gets that that tension yeah, and that discomfort feel. across. Yeah. 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 It's a cool, it's a cool one worth checking out. Definitely, uh, and it's quite cheap. I think it's sort of six ninety nine on on oh, Steam it is. and maybe it's, some yeah. other other uh, distribution pocket things. change. It is, yeah. <laughs> In today's world, six ninety nine is pocket change. Yeah. It, well, it, <laughs> um, like, it was one of those things where I sort of read the description on it and I thought, oh, that sounds good. How much is that? And I saw the price and I thought, yep, that's an instant buy. I don't need yeah. to read anything more about this. Yeah. That's exactly what I will pay six ninety nine for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so is there anything else that was on your radar in in March? Uh, 
Apart from the elephant in the room. (laughs) Oh, yeah, which we haven't mentioned yet. We have both been playing uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I I think you've been playing a lot more of it than I have. I have. I'm I'm still quite early on. Yeah, uh, but we are definitely going to we're going to do a full episode on that, I think. Yeah, then, um, I think we're going to bring John, the editor from GameIndustry.com in as yep. well, because he's a huge, huge Mass Effect fan, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but that's kind of what happened halfway through March or, <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> Mass Effect came out. Oh, it was the end of March, came out and then like everything just disappeared off yeah. my radar. <laughs> so, um, and, yeah. yeah I'm- I'm I'm gonna have to play a lot more of that, so I, I'm gonna have to prepare for this uh, this next one that we do. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. We've got a week. <laughs> oh really? Oh gosh. Yeah, a okay, week and I'll, a half. I'll, I'll plow a few hours into that then. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. just couldn't tear myself away from Zelda. I know. I mean, that was the thing, wasn't it? It was you know, Horizon Zero Dawn was massive. Mm. Then Zelda came out, and the decision was made for me because I didn't have a Switch or a um, Wii, U. Wii U. So that was like, you know, it would be silly to then go and buy a machine to play another <laughs> massive game on when I knew Mass Effect was coming out at the end of the month. So yeah, those absolutely. were the two I plumped for yeah. um, with those few little ones in between. Um, oh, I would like to mention a mobile game I played the other day because I, oh. I went to bar to actually meet up with one of the uh, gin editorial team games3.com mm-hmm. editorial team she was over in um, the UK for three weeks and my train to Bath which should take about an hour took two hours um, so I was like oh and I didn't have any headphones so I couldn't listen to music or a podcast or anything mm-hmm. so I just like had a look at games and I found this game called the end of the world um, right. and it's just by a guy, I think he's, or, uh, I won't make up his name, <laughs> um, but um, it's just a, it's a really short game. It's free and um, it's, um, yeah, it just looks really beautiful. It is about the end of the world and it's this guy wakes up in his apartment every morning and um, you, it has this really cool kind of, um, when there's a clock in the room, you can press a button and it flicks the room back to the past and you'll see him right. in bed with his girlfriend and you see elements of the his life before the world ended it seems like he's the only person left in the world and it's really nice it's got this kind of um cyclical element to it um which is quite popular in short games that kind of pt yeah. silent hills um, kind of element so you kind of wake up and then you go and do something and then you end up back in bed and you go through it again and there are little elements of the world to explore um, yeah and you can get different endings I think there are a few different endings um, it's free it's called the end of the world and it was really great and he's making a new game um, about father and son so yeah I'm looking forward to that fair um, enough Check it. Yeah, I might look into that. It's yeah. free and short, and it um, really helps me out when I was on a really long train journey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got. Um, uh, this hadn't occurred to me until you mentioned it, but there's a, a mobile game that I've been playing as well, which I've been uh, quite interested in. I'm not sure how long ago it came out, so it might not count for our sort of March Madness uh, <laughs> episode. But it's um, it was it's called A Normal Lost Phone. Which is uh, and, and 
sort of the premise of it is that you start the game and it presents you with a sort of fake hand-drawn phone interface and it's full of you know you can access the text messages you can go into the email you can do all this mm. and it's kind of just about um exploring what it, it presents you with a what seems like a quite minor mystery straight up and it just asks you to you know figure out what's happened by going through the phone and reading the messages and some of it's locked behind passwords which you can figure out from the context of messages and it's it's basically the, the, the premise of the game is that you are exploring this phone that you have picked up and finding this finding out the story of the character who had who you know has left this phone behind and oh. it's just a really interesting little thing it kind of uh, it's not comparable with night in the woods but it reminded me very much of night in the woods in 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 the way that it's presented as you know conversations between teenagers and young adults and it's just uh, it's a it's a really interesting way i think it's about an hour or two long maybe uh, mm-hmm. i didn't actually finish it because i got stuck but uh it's uh yeah, yeah, that sounds, that. Uh, sounds cool. a fun um, little diversion on a night shift it was oh <laughs> uh, yeah excellent um yeah i just looked up that guy who made the end of the world he's called mm. sean wenham and um he's making a game oh it's called father and son um <laughs> which is he's working on that now and his his art style, if you have a look, is just beautiful. It's kind of yeah, really nice. It's kind of like if you use a roller to to paint with. You know, um so everything's kind of in flat kind of columns. Mm. He's got yeah, it's a really cool way of rendering the yeah, it's beautiful. I shall look into that. Yeah. And I think that was our march. <laughs> yes, it was. It was quite a busy one. Yeah, uh, it was. It was very busy. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of games which we I just haven't mentioned because we'd be here forever. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. Of so yeah, uh, new Dark Souls DLC did come out as well. Oh yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I noticed Drew isn't playing Mass Effect ready for our podcast. Uh, sucked back <laughs> in. I was like, God damn, why is he playing Dark Souls again? But I didn't realise there was DLC. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> I just thought a you were just question. like, oh, well, just have a little look. It's like, oh no, I'm back in. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, the thing is that. You- I'm not going to go into why I was playing. No. We won't be here forever. <laughs> Otherwise, we really will be here yeah. forever. We'll have to do a video cast of me trying to play Dark Souls. I, I keep saying this. I think that would be great. <laughs> it would be funny. We've yeah. got to do it sometime. Yeah. Right. So let us know what you've been playing in March. If it isn't any of those, that would be weird. But <laughs> okay. Each to their own. Yeah. Uh, tell us. Yeah. Tell us what uh, mystery games you've been playing. And how you like any of the ones that we talked about here. And where can they do that? Oh, oh, they can do that in all sorts of marvellous ways. Yeah. On SoundCloud, yep. iTunes, yes. YouTube, GameIndustry.com, at Gin Lounge on Twitter, mm-hmm. or at Shella Ramanan. I'm there, happy to talk. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think that's most of them, yeah. I think Game Street is everywhere, like Facebook and all these marvellous things. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So give us a like, give us some comments, tell yeah. us what you want us to talk about next. And recommend us to your friends. Yes, always do that. Yeah, constantly. <laughs> Never let your friends forget. Maybe not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about Arcuna Talk. 
<laughs> but um, until next time, Drew. Cheerio.